0: Good evening. How's everybody? You warm enough now? It has been a cold day. Who? What, what book are we in? What What book are we in? Philippians. Gosh, Acts was a ways ago, but I appreciate you are so, um, you love that series so much you just can't get away from it. Uh, we're in, in Philippians, only been there. I understand it's confusing. We've only been in Philippians for six weeks, uh, so it's hard to keep track. Who wrote the book of Philippians? Paul. Paul. Where was Paul when he wrote the book? Jail. Jail In what city? And who did he write it to? The Church of Philippi. Philippi. So he wrote it to believers. Okay. um, We are... I was all set this week to preach a message, and I reviewed it this past week because we... Thanksgiving, we we didn't meet, and so I was looking at my notes, and I was ready for it. Man, I thought, man, this, this thing will really preach. This is just going to be a good week. Hopefully, all all the weeks are good, right? Yes. No, that's not really true. I mean, some are some are like they really hit hard. Some are good, solid, uh, and you, you wish for them all just to be like yeah. You know, if you're a preacher, you want to you want to to knock them out of the park, to really really grip people every week. But that just doesn't occur. Um, because what I noticed as I got in Monday Monday morning was I, I'd skipped a big bunch of texts that I just didn't know that I'd skipped. We're going through th- this whole book and so I'm wanting to preach through the whole book and I was like, ah! Oh! And I read it and I was like, Oh, this just doesn't preach as well. So we're gonna skip it. No, I'm kidding. We're actually gonna be there tonight because I think there's a really a really good truth. And so last night usually I'm, I'm much more I feel like I'm much more prepared even going into the night before and I was just still trying to figure out how do you open up. You know, it's hard week in and week out to to use stories and introductions and stuff like that that are fresh. You've heard, some, some, some of you go, yeah, we've heard a few of your stories a few times. And good, I want you to know them, and God does too. So, um, but it's just sort of hard to figure out how to how to start up. So last night, I'd worked on it, and I just didn't didn't have it. And so this morning, I got up at 7 a.m., and I went for a run. Do you all know how cold it was this morning? <laughs> Thirty-three stinking degrees, and I mean stinking degrees. And so I am. I um. I don't. I don't like to run. I run often. I don't like to run. I like to eat. That's why I run. That's the only reason. And I can't afford new clothes. So um. I, I've got like a like a level I've got to stay at. So I went for this run, seven a.m. Thirty-three degrees. I mean I'm lightning fast because you can tell by my build. Man, that guy must be quick, and I really am. Uh, not. And so, on the run, I'm th- I'm 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 thinking, what? How am I going to introduce this this thing tonight? And as I'm thinking that, I've got my my earbuds in, uh, uh, you know, and so they're hooked into my watch, so I can run and have it going. And it's, they're not like they're not Beats audio or whatever. They're like Sweet's audio. It's like a <laughs> Amazon knockoff for six dollars. I got, but they work great as long as my my hand doesn't go this far away from my head. Now, as long as I'm running, it's good. But if I walk, it's like, it's really, but hey, they work, so I just run all the time. And so anyway, it's inspiration. And so I've got these sweet audio earbuds in, and as I'm, I'm going, I'm, I, I, I hear the song that's going on, uh, and I'm like, dear Lord, if people knew the songs I listened to when I run, they would think I was a, more of a weirdo than they think I am now. The song was "Baby, Baby, Baby" by Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bieber, and um, do you know why that song's on my workout playlist? Take a look at the screen right here. And this is just gonna run for about two two minutes. I didn't to be the weekend. She got me crazy, cause she was so amazing, and now my heart is breaking. But I. Now it's still gonna run a little bit, but it became worthy to be on my play my playlist because of the lip syncs and I and I fell in love with it. So did this one right here. This is on my running list as well. I you are so in, in the, this scene right here. You are like, this is the one you're like. This one is on my running playlist from the Lorax. <laughs> to put in a plug for Youth Camp for next year uh, when you got to see this. So Youth Camp is July 8th through the 12th to 2019. Thank you for, for that, so make sure you've got that down. Um, those are the type of songs that are on my running. I'm a 47-year-old man, and I'm running three miles, five miles, sometimes eight miles. To baby, 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 and I, I'm almost feeling the moves. But as I'm listening, as I'm fighting through the pain of running because I hate it so much, I see these clips in my mind all the time. So, like when I when I look at y'all, a lot of times I don't see you now. I see like Jet. I see him wearing a di- di- diaper. You know what I'm saying? I see Brooks as Tink. Tink. He's like like. So when I, I see, sorry, but I mean that the best way I can. But you know what? I would never have had these songs on my playlist if, or if I did, that would be really weird. If I didn't have a reason, it's because the lip syncs and the fondness I have of students I have worked with. So, so because of what we've done at our camps, they've become worthy to be on my playlist. Okay, We're going to talk a little bit more about how this fits in to the message. But I'm going to ask you to stand right now, and we're going to read in Philippians chapter 2, beginning of verse 19. are just going to read uh, through 24, but our text is actually going to go through through 30, is what we're going to sort of preach through. But So we stand in honor of God's Word. That, that, that's why, to remind us, this is the Word of God. The uh, most important thing we do is we read the Word And God speaks to us. And this is what it says in verse 19. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be cheered by news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. For they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth. How as a son with a father, he has served me in the gospel. I hope therefore to send him... Just as I see how it will, just as soon as I see how it will go with me, and I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. Let's pray together, dear God. I thank you so much for your Word, God. As we sort of jump into this text, Lord, just uh, we 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 invite you. We need you here, Uh, God. Move in our hearts, Uh, Lord. Help us to be a people of the Book who seek you, who honor you, and glorify you. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So the question for tonight is what does a life worthy of the gospel look like? Okay? What does a life worthy of the gospel? What's the gospel? It's Jesus Christ coming to earth, God coming to earth living as being born as a baby, living as a man not sinning and being placed on a cross because he was sinless as a sinless sacrifice for our sins. And for those who put their faith in Christ, you become a Christian, a follower of Christ. So what when I ask what does a life worthy of the gospel look like? What what are you, what when 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 people see you 20 years from now, what do you think they should be saying about how you lived the past 20 20 years. If you're a follower of G, of G, of, G, of Jesus Christ, this is what I want them to say about me. Man, he was a big dork. I know that's the truth. He was a dork, but man, he loved Jesus. I, but I, and I don't know how, but God even used him. So if God used him, he can he can use me too. Man, that's what I want folks to say about me. That that to me would be man. That would be the best thing. Ever. So, uh, when, when we look at text or scripture like this, where we are, now I want to teach you some stuff because you will never grow in your faith by just, well, I come to the Edge each week and Dan, he speaks, and so I, lear- I learn some things. You're only going to grow so li- little much that way. You might make, like, learn a new truth here or there and stuff like that, but unless you read the Word yourself and, and begin to understand how to divide it or read it and understand it, Um, you're not going to grow well. So when you look at text, whenever you're on your own, do this every time you read a passage of Scripture. Ask yourself, is there an example to follow or a sin to avoid or a truth about God or a promise from God? Ask yourself, because a lot of times all the texts you you look at, something of those four, and sometimes one or two, three or four of those will be in it. And it's a great way to understand the text. So the first one is, we're going to, in this text, we see examples to follow. So as, as, as we I talk tonight and as you you read it, go, okay, this is something that, that I, God's Word is showing me that, that I, I am called to strive for and to be like. So... The first guy in this story, there's three or four we're going to talk about. The first one is the one who who, who wrote the book, whose name is? Paul. Paul. And so Paul is where? He's in jail in, in in Rome. Now, he's in house arrest at this point. So so um, what you need to understand is that pe- people can come in and, and talk with him and meet with him. He just can't leave. Have... Have you ever been like stuck in a place for more than a day, where you couldn't leave, you weren't allowed to? Leave. You're like, oh man, have you ever gotten ground, ground, ground grounded? Or let me ask this: Have you ever had to stick your nose like on a spot on a wall for like half hour or an hour? Oh yeah, I was just curious. I knew you would. Uh, so you know, it, it, that drives you nuts, right? to sort of be, be so. Understand, he's in a house arrest, so you go, well, that's not that bad. Well, it is bad because he, he can't leave. And and we we learn that this is where Paul is actually going to be put to death in the end, uh, so he's in a place that he he can't leave, and he's talking to a, what church? Philippi. Philippi, and so he is talking about his um his son in the faith. So right, let's just sort sort of hear, hear what it says here. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send. Tim- Timothy to you soon, so that I may too be cheered by news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. For they all seek their own interests, not those of of Jesus Christ. But you know his proven worth. So, so understand. He is in in prison. He is. Have you ever had a bad day? Yeah. Some you know some of you man I've had a bad week this week or a bad month or man this year can I start it over you know sometimes I wish we could but we can't Paul Paul's had he's in jail at times chained he can't go where he wants to go he can't see those that he loves he's trapped there but look in this story he's not thinking about himself is he he's thinking about somebody else. The, you know, how many times when we're having a bad day, is that our excuse just to be mean? I know teenagers, y'all never do that. Not your parents or anything. I know that. Not my teenagers here. But, man, it's such, you know, we have a bad day, and so we lash out. Paul's ha- having, really, in truth, man, this is a tough time, but what's he doing? Man, I'm concerned for you. I love you. I want to send my son in the faith. This one who is so dear to me, I want to send them to you to help you. Paul's not doesn't look at himself; he has a concern for others. Example to follow. His name is not in the text, but what he does is all over the text. There was a girl in my youth group um, way back who here like sixth grade, seventh grade girl. There you go. I like that right here. Okay, right. Okay, okay. So this age of girls, she's been. She was in my group from sixth grade to twelfth grade. Her name was Christy White. Her last name is Wilkes now. She got. She got married. Uh, married a um, a a Pat pa, pastor, and they serve at a church in Rose Hill, South Carolina. Now this is a few years back, so Christy's probably thirty-two now. But about four years ago, or five years ago, it might have been a little bit more than that. Uh, she had a little girl born, her first firstborn named At 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 Addy. Hopefully I don't want to say that name a lot tonight, right? What was interesting, this 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 kid was just a cute kid, and um about a year into this little girl's life, they found out that she had can't can't cancer. And um, she fought it for like a year and a half, but she she passed away. And so I hadn't seen Christy in quite a while, but uh, I wanted to go uh, and just love on them uh, at when the fu- fu- funeral came. And uh, so Noah and I jumped in the car and we just drove that day, just a seven hours to go to it and then come back home that, that night. And um I remember when I went and saw her. She had been a great kid in the youth group and just strong relationship with her and uh, just was just wanting to serve the Lord and love the Lord. And the, the fu- funeral service was beautiful and, uh, and packed. And there was a reception at the end of it, so we went to that. And I've never seen somebody with such grace and strength as they, gr- they were gr- 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 grieving and serving those around them, like Christy White, the mama who had lost her girl, was that day. I had never, she was not concerned so much for herself, but she was grieving, but she was gracious and loving and to everybody in that room. I was, I've, I've never seen somebody like that with that much strength before. So not concerned about themselves when she had every right to be. But she was concerned about somebody else. When I see this, this, this truth about Paul here, that's, what I, that's the only story I can equate to it. has every right to be mad and to be mean, but instead extends grace upon grace upon grace. Would we be more Christ-like if we did that? What would our youth group look like? If we just started extending grace, not because they deserved it, but because we had the opportunity to give it. Man, we have such the opportunity to give. Whoa, just lost that. Sorry. Are you with me still? All right, so the, the first story, whoop, it's now loud. Uh, the first story that w- the, the, the life we see is Paul, right? Who's the next name you think we see in the story we just t- talked about? Tim- Timothy. Now, uh, can y'all tell me what, what are some things? Raise your hand if you, and tell me some things you know about Tim- Timothy. Anybody? Bianca. His mom, Jew, his, his mom was a Jew and his dad was a Greek and that made him a? Momzer. That's, that's right. That's right. So, so he was sort of an out, outcast of the Jews because his, 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 um, his dad was a Greek. What else do we know about him? Okay, his mother and grandmother very good spoke the truth of Christ into his life, and that changed his life. What else do we know? He He, he he was young. Okay, he was a young man. We don't know his age exactly, but he's referred to as a young man. What else do we know about him? Bianca. Okay, so so he was like, and it even says it right here in the text that we just read. Read, he refers to him as as a a son. So we we know a lot about him, right? He was actually became a a leader in the church and a a a pre, pre, preacher. He he led a church. He was like a son to Paul. Um, and whatever God did, his name means timid, but. Everything that he seemed to do was not, even though that may have been what folks said that he was. He, he was well-known, and he would speak up for the, call, the, the cause of Christ. So there's some things that we, we know about him. Now, what does this text say about him? Look here in verse um, 20. For I have no one like him who will be gen- genuinely concerned for your welfare. Is that a good thing for you to have someone genuinely concerned for you? If someone is genuinely concerned for you, will they always tell you stuff that you want to hear? Keep that in mind, okay? When someone who loves you and is genuinely concerned for you says something that you don't want to hear because you might be going the wrong way, can we be gracious and go, oh, okay, they care? He's Jesus. So that's one thing that we see about him. Look here in verse 22. But you know... Tim- Timothy's proven worth. Um, how is a son with a father? He has served with me in the gospel. How do you prove your worth? Anybody know? Anybody? I'm asking a lot of questions tonight, but uh, it's, it's just one of those nights. So it's impossible. We, we have no idea how someone can prove, prove their worth. Be helpful. Be, be helpful. Good. So they can show, I can actually do something. What's that? Show that they need you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. What What else, Bianca? Okay, live up to or exceed expectations. Good. Do they have to do this more than once? the The, the odds are yes. They can show they're helpful once, but... If you're really going to know that they prove their worth, they do it time after time after time after time. When you're setting up for for, for uh, chairs for the edge or for something, they just hop up and they're always ones that are the first to grab the chairs. They, you know, they're going to do it because they prove the worth. They do it every time. One thing that's neat about him is that he says, "Hey, you know, he's he's proven his worth. He is faithful." This is what I want to, you know, can we be genuinely concerned? I'm a selfish person. Man, I've got to fight against my flesh not just to be mean and selfish. But God calls me to be genuinely concerned for the welfare of others. That's the, that, can I tell you a secret in the Greek? It says even those that you don't like a whole lot. It doesn't say that in the Greek. That's just in the Dan it says that generally concerned. So, examples to follow. These are pretty tough things, right? Are these big shoes to, to fill? If, if, if someone said to you, hey, you need to be like Paul, and so to be uh, just sort of fill, fill his place, and you need to be like Tim, Tim, Timothy, are those big shoes to fill? Do you think God wants you to live a life that fills those types of shoes? We've got to ask that question. From time to time. So let's keep reading. You can stay seated. We're going to start in verse 25 and read the rest of this text. It says, This I have thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, and your messenger and and minister to my need. For he has been longing for you all and has been distressed because you heard that he was ill. Indeed, he was ill. Uh, near to death, but God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on 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 me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I am the more e- 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 eager to send him; that, therefore, that you may rejoice at seeing him again, and that I may be less anxious. So receive him in the Lord with all joy and and and. And, and honor such men, for he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was lacking in your service to me. So, question: Tell, tell me what you know about Apaphroditus. Who here? Okay, don't don't say it yet. Who here has n- never said his name out loud before? Okay, just curious. Go ahead. What, what, what do you know about uh, Epaphroditus? Oh, yeah, we just read that in the text, right? <laughs> Very good. What else do we know about him? He was, a he was a soldier. It says that right there in the text as well, right? Very good. God gave him mercy. God gave him mercy. Okay. A messenger, and a, a messenger and a minister. Okay, y'all, y'all were like paying attention to the text. This is like surprising me. You've messed up all my notes. Noah, did you have something? Yes, yes. And it sort of infers that in the text. And so this, and in chapter four, there's one line about him, but this is the only stuff we have about Epaphroditus. So what can we learn, uh, or how how can we, we um, relate to this guy? So first, will, will y'all agree with me he's not well-known? Yeah. And the text almost implies he's an introvert. Not an extrovert. He's he's not one that goes out. He's a behind the scenes. E- anybody here be, be behind the scenes, baby, all day long. Those that are behind the scenes are like, I'm not going to raise my hand. I'm not going to let pe- folks see me at all. Like you don't want to cut yourself So so this is a this is a behind the scenes guy. But they needed the church needed someone to take prov- prov- provisions and assist Paul. Okay, and it wasn't like a take 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 a train. And it's going to take you, I know it's a long trip, like seven hours to get there. It wasn't a train. We're talking like 40 or 50 days for him to get to Paul. And so this guy is the guy that when they go, hey, we need somebody in our church to take and help Paul out for a while, this is the one that goes, I'll do it. I'll serve. It's the one that's quiet that you don't hear a whole lot from. But as we look in the text He was not only willing to go, he's not only willing to serve, but he was also willing to die to go help Paul. Epaphrodites, the the quietest, least known of the bunch. And you go, hmm, man, that's a life we ought to want to be like. I previewed a a movie the other day. Because I'm on staff at the church, they like me to see Christian films before they come out. I'm like, okay, for free, I'll do it. Pop, pop, pop popcorn. Yes, I'll run more, but yes. Uh, so, uh, it's called The Least of These, and I'm going to give away some things about the movie. But uh, I would encourage you to go see. it. You think it, it was good, babe? To see? Did you like it? It was. St- don't say anything. Um, there's a preview. I just want you to see of the film, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna give away the whole plot of the film this comes out in like a month leprosy is the veil behind which Staines operates the tool he uses you bring me evidence of illegal conversion I'll give you a permanent position one day I'll find the proof of him converting the tribals who is he? Staines the law states that no person shall convert or attempt to convert any person from one religious faith to another and yet not one missionary has been charged we can't make any mistakes they have this law for a reason hello we must pray farmers are leaving the lands and families but do the missionaries ever get the blame for this Actually, they send a good message. Teaches to Christians a lesson. What does expendability mean? Well, that's when you do something and some people think it doesn't matter. Write about the work, not about me. Leave my children out of it. Tell me! You can still write the truth. What is the truth? The Bible says God created us from the dust of the earth. Dust, dust. Seek and ye shall find. You were talking about the truth, weren't you? So fear, unfounded fear, prevents the people from doing good. And what you do is good? What did he give you to convert? You want the truth? <laughs> truth always seems to cost something. Who here in this room has heard of Graham Staines? Anybody? Probably not. This is a true story. The movie is based on a true story uh, that occurred in India in 1999. So we're not talking 50 years ago. We're talking 19. Graham uh, and his wife and, and kids, he's got three kids. At uh, time, one was 7, one was 10, and the girl, I think, was 13 or 14. And um, he was there, I don't know how many years, but for quite a few years. And what he did, he served in a, a leper col- a col- a colony, which is a place where lepers were forced to go and live by themselves, and no one would touch them or hug them or take care of them. And he went there with his wife and kids to take care of of lepers in the name of Jesus Christ. The sad part about the story is that a few years in, a mob got mad at, at Graham Staines. He was accused of things that he did not do. And while his he and his two sons that were seven and ten slept in a Jeep at a church they had gone to for that, that day or two. So they slept in the. In the jeep, they 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 trapped them in the jeep and they burned them alive and ki- killed them. He reminds me of a Epaph- a We read the story and go, Oh, this man almost died for the gospel. This man did. Who all knows the world wasn't like do do we know that name well? Some would say, man, did, did he die in vain? I would say, no. No, he died living a life gr- greater than most people you'll ever, ever meet. But we, we think, ah, the unknowns, they're not, they can't make an, an impact. Uh, I, I believe the unknown, unknowns make probably some of the m- most impacts we will never know about for the, 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 the kingdom of God. So that movie comes out in about a month or two, and it's, it's a little bit intense because it shows the scene where he and his two boys that are 7 and 10 die. But it's a true, true, true story, and uh, I think it's important for, for you to know. Uh, and when I, or I read about this, this man in this story that, that we're in that was willing to go uh, and was near death but was willing to die, that's what, when I think of a life worthy of the gospel so there's those are the three sort of men in this story, but there's a fourth one in the story that we sort of you almost lose if you just sort of read through the text. And the other example, well, let me share this. See, Paul's in in Rome, and in Rome there's there's a there's a, a a church, a Christian church that's very young there, but it's there, and they're ministering to Paul or they're around Paul. As well, along with Timothy and Epaphroditus, and so, if you read in verse twenty, this is what it says. Paul writes about about Timothy. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned with for your welfare. For they all seek their own interests, not those of Christ. The fourth example in the story is one. It's not the one to follow. It's the one not to follow. Is the no one? I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. There, Paul wasn't alone in Rome. There were other people with him. For they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. They were not committed to Christ. They were not concerned. For others, and they serve themselves and not Christ. You know, the Church of of Rome, it implies there that, that that was sort of full of that. And can I be honest with you? In our room right now, there's a lot of no ones. But that's not how you have to be. God calls us to seek after Him, to fight against things that are against God to live a righteous life that's holy and set apart. That's why we're doing the winter treat next week. And I hope, I hope you all can come. I encourage you to come to that. So there's no ones in a church. There's no ones. And is that who you are? And can I ask you this? Are, are, if you are, are you are you tired of the life? Are you tired of, living like you look like you've got it together, but you know you don't. Man, that is a rough way to live. Who are we called to be like? Man, we're called to be like Paul. God may call someone in this room to be like a Paul, and you may lead and impact some in loud ways that even the world sees and the church sees. Some of you are a Timothy, and you are growing in your faith, and you're making steps, and you are proving your worth day by day right now. Keep it up. Some of you are Epaphroditus. I'm sort of quiet. I I don't know. Do not lose sight of the impact that you can make for the gospel just by being faithful, just by serving and seeking and loving and Helping. There's so much that can be done. Don't settle for being a no one. Just one of the crowd, worried about yourself. It's easy to be a no one. Man, fight to be someone who gives God honor and glory. My challenge for you and for me and for us all is that um, we'll live a life worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's goal. What what What's your goal in life? Worthy of the, the gospel that changed my life, that saved me when I did not deserve to be saved. When I should not have had hope or a chance, he gave it to me and I didn't earn it. It was a gift from him. Let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for your word. God, there's... Um, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm sure there's... People in this room that have said, man, I've been a no, a no one when it comes to my faith and, and where I go and if I live it out or not. I'm, I'm not committed. I'm, I'm I'm worried about me, and that's not who I'm called to be. I understand that's not who I'm called to be. And I, I want to be who, God, you intend me to be, whether it's an Af, Epaphroditus, whether it's a, a, a Timothy or, or if it's a Paul. But I need to change some things to do that. And if that's you tonight, I just want the privilege to, to pray for you. And it, all I'm going to ask you to do, and all head, heads are bowed right now, is for just you to raise your hand up uh, and look at me, and, and I'll I'll nod at you. And, uh, and uh, if you are going, man, I've been a no one, uh, but God is calling me to let some things go and to live for him. If, if that's you, just sort of ra- raise your hand with me. It's a tough thing to do, okay? I see you over there. I see you here. Anybody else? Okay, I see you. All right, I got you. I got the left side, my left side. I've got you. I see you. Anybody else? I don't want to miss anybody. Okay, I see you, dear God. I thank you for all the students that are in this room. God, I I, I thank you for your word that you give us examples to to follow. And God, these are. These are big deals. I know this isn't the easy thing that I'm asking. It's actually a very hard thing I'm asking because it's so hard to let go of things that we want or that we like. But God, I just ask for your courage and strength and boldness right now for those that have just said, man, that's me. Lord, help us to be a people who seek after you, who honor you with our lives. God, give you all the glory. Keep your heads bowed just for just a, a minute more. And um, you may be here tonight, and you're like, man, I've never put my faith in 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 in, in Jesus Christ, and th- this is the the gospel. God is real, and God is perfect and holy. He made the world, He made you, and He made you with a plan and a purpose. But see, man is sinful. We don't we 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 choose sin. We we choose it over the things that God says that we are to be, and because of our sin. Uh, sin earns us death; it earns it 's the pay, payment for sin. it separates us from God, who is without sin, because of our sin we can 't be with God, but God made a way, and that was his son he, he, who, who came to this earth to live a life without sin, and he died as a sacrifice for your sin to those who believe in him we couldn 't pay we 'd have to die to pay for our own own debt. And we can't do that and be in right relationship with God. So he made a way that he died for your debt so that you could be made right with God and right relationship with him. If you've never done that before, it's you just saying, God, forgive me of my sins. I accept the gift of your son, Jesus. I believe in you. I believe in him. And Lord, help me to walk with you every day. That is 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 what it is to be saved. If you've never done that before, or if you go, man, I really want to talk to somebody about that. If you can just slip your hand up with me, just sort of meet eyes with me, real quick. If that, if that's you, I see you. Okay, I see you. Anybody else? Okay, I see you. Okay, those that raise their hand, I want I want to talk 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 with y'all just a little bit right at the end of, of the service. We're about to break, dear God. I, I thank you so much um, that God, you don't leave us alone. That you have a plan and a a a purpose for us. God, help us to walk with you. We thank you for the gift of your Son Jesus. And God, for those that that are saying, man, I, I need this relationship with Christ. Lord, help help. Understanding become easy and uh help help for lives to be changed for it's in Jesus name I pray amen.